What up? This is Yinka Div. Peace. This is Outlaw. And listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a Put You Up with the fourth studio album of Schoolboy Q, Blank Face LP, released July 8th, 2016. Yeah, yeah. And this is obviously a recommendation uh, from Yinka. Yeah. Put me up on this album. So yep. why are we doing that? Um, I, I really like Schoolboy Q. Uh, okay. He's probably my favorite album recording artist of in TDE. Uh, and you know I like I like Kendrick a lot, mm-hmm. but uh, I I think I, I'm a big Schoolboy Q fan and, and have been an advocate for him like kind of since okay he the 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 beginnings of TDE really kind of making its way. But um, I think this is his best album. Okay. So um, I think this is the why, why we we did this one. You so you so he's your favorite album artist from TDE. Yeah, like I like I think Kendrick is the best overall artist Mm -hmm. in TDE. Yeah. But in terms of like who makes the album, studio albums that that resonate with me that I enjoy consistently, Mm -hmm. it's Schoolboy Q. Got you, got you. So uh, in recent weeks when we've done these put you ups for, I guess this kind of ilk of artists, you've been apprehensive or nervous or who knows what about how I would be receptive to uh, an album that you chose, right? Any thoughts going into this episode about, uh, about I mean, my thoughts on it? I think this is a great album. And I, I feel like I respect your musical mm-hmm. acumen enough yeah. to know that you know this is a great album. So, like, I don't have okay. any apprehension <laughs> at all about this album. Well, you're right. Because um, <laughs> this album is so good that, to be honest, we can just rename this from a put you up to a tribute. That's how good this album oh, is. Oh, hey. All yeah, right. And if you if you want me to go ahead and skip to my overall score of this album, I will gladly do so. Hey, go ahead. Let's hear it. So... Honestly, this album is amazing. Um, if I were to to give this a vintage rating, mm-hmm. my vintage rating would be like a four and a half out of five. Okay. If this were, the, if I were the source, this is a five mic album, easy. <laughs> Modern day rating, this album is a five out of five, even on my even on my scale, and just all together, the musicality of this album. This is what this is. This album is fucking incredible, Nika. <laughs> yes. And the, and the thing is, the, th- the 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 thing is though, is that I remember you recommended us doing this album like a year or two ago. Yep. And I listened to this one and Oxymoron. Okay. And it was like in August or something. I was like, oh hey, I think I remember liking those Schoolboy Q albums. Right. We should do a put you up for one of them. And you're like, oh, some podcast already did. I think it was the Oxymoron one. Okay. So I was like, okay. So then when you recommended this one, I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. And I go back and listen to it. I was like, oh yeah, I heard this before. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this one. Um, look, there's so many good things I could say <laughs> about it. So anyway, so why don't we just uh, get, get to, uh, to Yinka's take. So where were you when this album came out? Man, I don't even remember where I was specifically uh, when this album came out. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because I was so squarely a Schoolboy Q fan okay. that whatever he would have put out, I would have listened to it and I probably would have liked it. So the the one that precedes this is Oxymoron, right? That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. And his 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 debut and his sophomore are both really good as well. Yes. Okay. Well, in my, in my personal gotcha, opinion, gotcha, I remember gotcha. when he when he came out with his debut. Um, you know, at the time, um, I, I guess I'll start there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is is man, what was it's like 2011, 2010, 2012, sometime yeah, in that time. Yeah, and I, it wasn't happens in contradictions because that was the the um the one before Oxy. It was the the first one, and I'm okay. trying to remember what the name of it is now. Okay. But anyway, when when that joint came out, I was going back to Cali at the time. Yeah. I was doing music, um, and I had some homies that I w- was working with that were kind of in rival sets of of Schoolboy Q. So so they okay. so it was it was not popular <laughs> it, among the homies for me to like Schoolboy Q. So that's, that's it was it was a specific homie. I'm not going I'm not going to name your name, no, but you, a specific homie no, that, no, that, that 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 called him was wow. like was like, oh yo, you like. Oh, yo, 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 take that shit out. You know, this is back when we had CDs. So I, you know, th- threw the CD in and it's like, yo, take that shit out, man. We don't listen to that shit around here. Mm. And I'm the one dude, like, I don't give a fuck. This shit is fire. Is and fire. so like, yeah. I've been, I've been a fan of Schoolboy since that first project. Um, setbacks is what it was called. Okay. So when yeah. Setbacks came out, I started bringing, bringing his music around like, yo, this dude, this dude is, is fire. Um, so by the time this comes out as the fourth project, um, you know, I I was definitely a fan, and I feel like 
it was just a matter of, am I going to like this more or less than the preceding projects? Yeah. But I think that this was the one project that, with the exception of one or two songs, like, there were no, there were no, like, like questionable choices or anything. This was just amazing from the minute I, I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I, I think that's, that's where I was. I don't remember where I was in terms of, like, a location or anything. I know I was here, yeah. but I, but I don't think I was doing anything in my life that made this the soundtrack mm-hmm. to to my life. The only other thing I'll say about it is it did feel like the soundtrack to growing up in LA. Interesting. Uh, okay. In a lot of ways. But where were you? Well, it was 2016, right? Mm-hmm. I think um I was in Chicago that summer. Okay. Um I went to San Francisco the first part of that summer and then the second half of that summer I went to Chicago for like a week or so. Um, and Chicago is a great summertime city. It's my favorite, it's the best. favorite summertime city it's that I've been to as an adult who yep. drinks, who likes to party with black people. Chicago <laughs> is great, right? Yep, yep. Um, but I remember that part came out around this time. So okay, that part okay. was like one of the anthems of the summer. Yeah. And um, this is at a time when I wasn't really checking for a lot. Like I didn't, I didn't care who anything, who I didn't care what anything was. I didn't care who anybody was. Like I was so off of hip hop, yeah. right? Like. If it gets my attention, fine. But like, if it's just in the background, I'm fine for it to remain in the background. Mm-hmm. And that part was one of the songs that was in the background. But I remember yeah. we went out to this party someplace in the burbs of Chicago and that part was on mm-hmm. the radio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what is, I, I like that one. Like, what's that? Right. And they were like, oh, that's Schoolboy Q. I was like, oh, that's Schoolboy Q. Okay, cool. Right? And then that was that. Was that. Yeah. Um, and then I remember that you had me listen to this album maybe like 2019 or 2020 or something like mm-hmm. that. It might have been 2020. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, in terms of what I was listening to, though, in 2016, I might have been slowly getting back into hip hop. I was definitely still on like my... That's probably when I was heavy, like into the Trent Reznor phase, for real. Okay. Um, like listening to all the soundtracks and ghosts and, and all the, all things like that. But um, yeah, I wasn't listening to as much uh, Afro beats and, or excuse me, Afro house music anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like where I was. Um, and I think... You and I start the podcast that uh, that October. Oh wow! Will. Okay. Yeah. So that's 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 kind of yeah. where I was. Uh, that's kind of where I was musically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Um, because yeah, that's that's it's interesting. And and also one of the things that I noticed on here is uh, there's a Metro Boomin beat on here, and that okay. took me back to like, oh, this is the time frame where you know. Metro Boomin is making uh, beats, and 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 Mike Will made it, Mike and you Will, know, Mike Will. yeah, these cats that like. You know, I, I don't want to diss them or anything like that, but the, like they they kind of had a very specific sound, and it was very popular. There yeah. were a lot of big artists that were using that sound. Gotcha. All right. Mm. So, what was the critical reception for this album? Good question. Because well, when I looked at the Wikipedia, it was not nearly good enough. I'm expecting huh. to see like stellar marks across the board. Yeah. There's no bad marks on here, yeah. but there's too many marks on here that's treating this like a mediocre, okay album. Yeah. And then there's so much better than that. Like these, yeah. these, these are the types of ratings that people give like safe reviews to yep. albums that are like, yep. oh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so yep. I'm gonna give it these marks. What are y'all doing? Like, I think, man, I think that we're, we, we, by this point in time, we're at a point in music criticism where, where music criticism is just PR. Yeah. And it's like, if you have a big enough name or a big enough budget, you get, you know, kind of stellar reviews. If we don't know you like that, then we just kind of give you the safe review to say that we reviewed you and we move on. That's yeah. what it feels like. Because I agree with you. Like I don't think these any reviews of these are just, paying attention. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't. I, like even when I read the little, the the little, you know, uh, quotes and stuff, it's like, did this person even really listen to this like that? So, well, fuck it. Our critical reception. You already heard my critical reception, and yeah. I'm sure. And Yinka said that this is his favorite Schoolboy Q project. It so is. that's yeah. our take on it. So. Yeah, and I and I love. All of Schoolboy Q's projects, so I'll, I'll even, say that even Crash Talk. Well, except Crash Talk. You're so right, the, right, the funny thing is, right. is, is I remember when we were yeah, still doing quarterly reports. Right. Crash Talk was an album that you and I both like gave like a couple listens to, uh, and I remember thinking like, like "Oh, this is decent." And you're like, "Nah, this is this is not great." Yeah. Now I understand why. Okay. Yeah, to go Crash- from that, to go from this yes. to that is like exactly. Boy, Crash Talk hurt my my heart, and it's crazy because yeah. I remember Crash Talk came out. I was getting ready to go to Italy. Yeah. So it dropped when I was on my way to, and I wasn't going to Milan. I well, you was must going super to Florence. Like, oh and I was God, super excited. You. You're right. Yeah. It lands as I'm like getting ready to, to bail out. And I'm like, this is going to be the soundtrack to this 
And Italy trip and it was not. I had that there was one a couple song. records that I like. Had that water. Yeah, I like that, that song, and, and it had the record um, that samples "Boom" um, by uh, yeah, by, yeah, by, yeah, by yeah. Voice of Five Nine. Yeah, but it had yeah, a couple yeah. records, and then a lot that I didn't like. But anyway, gotcha. This record, great. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's just do the low lights. Let's get those out of the way. Okay. What you got? Uh, uh, it's a little too long. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. There's a. There's a couple tracks that like I don't hate, but I'm uh-huh. like probably don't need them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. And yeah, so yeah. that's that's my one. That's my main low light. It's a little long. Okay. Second low light is that um, Schoolboy Q is a little light on like bars. the bars. Okay, yeah, He's like like the guy. bars that would grab you, like the real clever bars. Yeah, it's a little light on that. Yo, it's crazy though. I do think he's clever. I just don't think he's. Like a lyrical bar tissue yeah. type of guy, but he but that's he's it. got like lines that are yeah. like I'm like that was clever. Yeah, but yeah. that's but that's yeah. I feel that. that's kind of it though. That's yeah. those are my only real low lights. And it's interesting that he comes from a camp like TDE where you yeah. have a, a Kendrick Lamar or you have an Absol who yeah. clearly are from that bar lyrical miracle you know ilk. Yeah, and he's clearly not that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he keeps up with the the guys around him. You All know? Right. What what low lights um, you got? My only low light is that none of the rest of Black Hippie is on this album. There's no Kendrick. There's Kendrick no J Rock. There's is there Kendrick? He doesn't have a verse, but he's on there twice. What's he on? Uh, I can't what was he on? So his he's on um. Uh, his voice is on. You can you can, you can fuck my Maybe bitch. You can have my hoe. Get yours. Get, yeah, he's that on that count. one, and he's also on um. Uh oh, he's on uh Black Thoughts. But he doesn't have a verse on here. He doesn't have a verse. He has but no the Black verses. Thoughts and Marrow. Uh, yeah, no, I karma. mean that's him though. Yeah, but okay, his voice is in the background <laughs> on a song. That doesn't count. I got to you. Me. I got you. Um, I got so you. you know, he's not he's not featured as an artist. Uh J Rock is not featured as an artist. Yeah. Absol is not featured as an artist. Mm-hmm. Like those are the core four of TDE. Um, and you know, it's almost like you like the Marvel universe, or I don't know if people get into these different things, right? Like mm-hmm. it's like it's like listening to a um a uh, a DITC album, and you know, Lord Finesse or or Big L's not on there, or listening to a um, um a Wu Tang album, and there's no RZA production yeah. on it. You know what I mean? Like it's just like you I want so. you want your world to be together and the fact that they're they're not featured on here is 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 important to me. Shout out to Absol real quick. He's got an album coming out, right? Yeah, that's okay. correct. I think I saw that. Yeah. All right, uh so uh any other low lights? That's the only low light I got. Highlights. Man, all right, I'll start. Um so Schoolboy Q as a vocal performer. Yep. Schoolboy Q as a main character. Mm-hmm. Um I think the way he paints pictures is so vivid and it yeah. feels so authentic. Yeah. Um, the bass player, <laughs> whoever the fuck is playing bass on this album, and right. I don't know who you are to call you out, bro. The bass on this is amazing, yeah. and like it sets the tone and texture for the entire album. Yeah. So I would describe this album, and you're you're you know you 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 have the synesthetic type of you know thing, uh-huh. so you can describe this better. But I would describe this album as dark. Yeah. It's very yeah. dark. He he does and, as well, and the bass drives the whole album. Like, these bass lines are incredible. Um, so you have Rob uh, Geringer is on guitar. The guitar features. The guitar is great, too. Um, yeah. You've got uh, Terrace Martin, but I thought he was just a horn player. But uh, he does Terrace bass as well. He's a multi-instrumentalist. Okay, Jairus so. Moses is basic guitar. I think that's the main guy you're referring to. It's okay. probably Jairus Moses. Yeah. And Who? I think there's another one I saw on here. Oh, Marlon Williams is another okay. guitar player. Okay. Yeah, yeah guitar is great, too. The instrumentation is great. I yeah. forgot to write that down as one mm-hmm. of my highlights, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, continue. Yeah. yeah. So whoever, uh, all the instrumentalists, as you're as you're saying, but the yeah. bass particularly mm-hmm. really drives this. Um, the mixing. Yeah. The mixing is pristine. Um, and everything is in its po- proper place. Yeah. The palette is very dark. Um, the the things are panned in a way that makes you feel like you're there. Like yeah. like the mixing is very very, very very good. Yes. In a, in a good way. Yes. Great. Um, production. Yeah. Um, and I said, this is one of those projects where there are very few beats on here that I'm like, oh, that's a hot beat. That's the hottest beat I've ever heard. But they're all perfect. They, they all really work good. perfectly yeah. together in concert and f- and they tell the story that he's trying to tell. Yeah. Um, and then last, I've got vocalists. Okay. I feel like the vocalists, whether it's Kendrick, like you're saying mm-hmm. in the background, um, the different singers, some of the singers that I've never heard of mm-hmm. before, they set the perfect tone and texture for the records that they do. Okay. So what, what else? Um, 
you touched on most of it. I mean, I said musicality, the production of the cohesiveness right off the bat. I also said Schoolboy Q is a vocal performer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like while he's he's light on like dope bars, but he delivers with like feeling and emotion. Yeah. And one of the things he also does really well is that like he's so engaging. Yeah. Um, even though he doesn't necessarily have the bars, like he never sounds bad. Yeah. There's, there's also often times where like he sounds really good. Yeah. And it's just like, forget the fact that it's hip hop. You know what I mean? Forget the fact that you want your MCs to have like all these hot lines. You just want to hear people who sound good. And he sounds amazing. Yeah. On here. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and I also thought, I said Schoolboy as an executive producer. Okay. I'm assuming it's him because there is no executive producer listed. Yeah. And I don't think that this album comes together without his vision um, right. pre- predominantly. So right. I have to go with him as an executive producer. Yeah. And for me, I liked all of, pretty much all of the features. And I like that he uses them as accessories, particularly like Kendrick. Like Kendrick yeah. is not used as an MC. He's used as, as a vocal yeah. accessory. And I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Um, I love that like uh Anderson Pox appearance, yeah. right? And how he used who he's used to somewhat bookend the album somewhat. Right, right, um right. track 16 and 17, just spoiler alert. Those are the only ones that I'm like, eh. And even like School, I mean, uh, Anderson Pac is like yeah. not credited. Like he's not he's, in the credits. He's only credited he? on one track. Yeah, but like, yeah. like there's parts where you hear his voice, yeah, but his, his not credited. Uh, Kendrick, you you yeah. mentioned him, but like yeah. his his name isn't there. You're not exactly. using his name recognition, but that vocal performance, um, the sequencing as well. Yeah. Uh, just spoiler alert: track 16 and 17 are the only tracks that are not highlights for me. Tracks okay. one through 15, literally oh, wow. every single song in that run. Is a highlight. Okay. Now, some songs are like, some songs I really, really like. And then, of course, I do have my highlight of highlights. Okay. But every single song from track one through 15 is a highlight for me. Oh, wow. So the sequencing of that is incredible. Yeah. And then the last thing I'll say is that, like, it's clearly a very modern album. Mm-hmm. But man, this gives a lot of respect to his predecessors mm-hmm. in hip hop. In music, you've got, uh, he's giving respect to, to Curtis Mayfield. Mm-hmm. He's giving respect to George Clinton. He's giving respect to um, to like Jermaine Dupree and RZA even. Like there's just, there's so many references that I hear like here and there that I'm like, oh, like you just respect all the music that came ahead of you before, or before you. Yeah. And uh, that's I really, like, really great. I feel like that's where Terrace Martin's influence comes is in. Is that what and it I, is? And I think, okay. I think you know, it, 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 you said that there was no like executive producer. So maybe here. it was Terrace Martin. But when you talk about all the different instrumentalists on here, Terrace Martin is the collector of of instrumentalists in LA. All right. Well, then so he's, he's, probably, he's, a, he's in my highlights yeah, as well. Yeah, he's probably got to okay. be highlighted as well. All right, so let's get into this uh, track for track analysis then. Unless you let's have anything it. else. No, let's do it. So again, again, everything on here is just a highlight. So if I don't, if I don't accentuate that, assume it's a highlight for me. Okay. All right. So torch, yeah, highlight, okay. yeah, um, highlight baseline, mm-hmm. ad libs. Um, yeah. uh, his ad libs are great. Anderson Pock uh, is great. Um, I like. I like how he lays out. Uh, Schoolboy Q lays out his lyrics. So mm-hmm. in the first verse. He's kind of describing to you like what, his, like his existence as a gang member in LA is, right? Yeah. So like, he said he says uh, one of the homies got slain, so we bang at the King Parade, which yeah. is like very LA. Like if you know LA, it's, it's funny. Like there's kind of two two guidelines that they used to say growing up was like, don't hang out at King Park. Mm-hmm. If, if you see Martin Luther King. Stay away. Run <laughs> to the King or Malcolm X. Stay, right. Stay away from King Park because because they're going to bang on you there. Yeah. Um. But the King Parade is where, you know, it's the Martin Luther King Day Parade. Everybody's there, like in, in L.A. And in L.A. politics, you just know that that parade, some shit's going to go down because that's when the people that, the, the sets that are far apart that don't like each other, mm-hmm. everybody goes to this parade. So they see each other. And it's either going to end in fighting, shooting. Something's going to happen at the parade. Everybody knows that. So, you know, one of the homies got slayed. So we bang at the King Parade is very L.A. Got you. Um, so, you know, he, he's kind of talking about that in the, in the first verse. And then in the second verse, um, it's almost like he's painting the picture of, like, what L.A. is. Like, mm. like you know, like hood L.A. So he says, um, the paramedics at Tam's. He's talking about Tam's burgers, like. 
Like you're walking through LA and he's narrating the picture. So like he's walking by Tam's Burgers and the paramedics are there. He says, um, slamming bones on that table. Uh, you know, like he's just all all his bars are just describing and painting the picture of what LA is. And I love that. Gotcha. And then my last kind of thing about Torch that I love is the lack of a nuclear song structure. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like like Anderson Pac has like kind of a verse. Yeah. There's like there's like there's verses and there's hooks and there's it's just kind of all yeah. all over the place. I love that. Yeah. You know, what um, I miss. I don't have anything to add lyrically to it. Yeah. Um because a lot of this stuff and I probably should have put this in my low lights is just that like the music is so good that <laughs> sometimes I wasn't even paying attention to what he was saying. Okay. Um and even when I'm, like I go through and like I read the lyrics, I'm like, some of the stuff is going over my head. I get the general mm. idea. So I'm not I can't really pick out any of like the details that you did um lyrically. Mm-hmm. But um I mean look I love like first of all I love that you know you, anytime you come into an album with the bass line is, is really strong mm-hmm. and it's the sound bed to the actual song blank faces itself right yeah so now you've got like this opening track that is giving you like teasers of blank face and we also hear blank face on the groovy tony yeah yeah um we hear it like elsewhere throughout the album um so th- so then we get Pac, anderson mm-hmm. Pac, mm-hmm. and then he's not really listed as a feature on the track even though he's all over the track right, like, torch doesn't right, work right. without him um, and and that again, guitar like, is crazy. that guitar is crazy. Like I just started going with my fingers, and then Nika says, "Like yo, the guitar." <laughs> so crazy. Um, so like, if you have an opening track with like that good bass line, and then that electric guitar, like I'm yeah. all here for it. So yeah. that's a, it's a really and really the good electric opening. guitar is almost an instrumentalist in its own mm-hmm. uh, of on its own. Like it's it's almost like 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 a featured artist. Yeah. Um. And oh man, this is just so good. I, I think one of the other things I love is. I was talking about how Schoolboy Q's painting a picture with his words. Mm-hmm. But then Anderson Pac also is. And so he's telling you, like, you know, look at my block, look at my oh, look at my zip code, look at my you know what I mean? Like, so it's just oh, this is so good to me. So good. So shout out to, yeah. to Nez and Rio for uh, for the be here. But Absolutely. Yeah, it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we have uh Lord of Mercy featuring Swiss Beats. Definitely a uh definitely a highlight. And and all I wrote was, I have questions. All right. Who really made this beat? <laughs> so you don't think he made it? Um because you can cause, no, he definitely brought his drunk kit with him. Yeah, like the, 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 there's there's a snare for sure. Yeah. Um, but this this sounds like maybe Swiss Beats worked with someone else to produce this. I said he's channeling <laughs> his inner Rizza and his inner havoc. Uh, um, I said that yes, he's got the same drum kit, but I love like the methodical nature of the song, exactly. um, the way it builds, uh, and then it just kind of cuts off at the end, and we go into that part. I almost um, feel like Swiss Beats collaborated with Terrace Martin and those, those probably instrumentalists did. Probably to did. create something because, bro, Swiss Beats don't got nothing this musical in his whole fucking catalog. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a really good song though. It is. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, so do you have anything else? Uh, never ever, ever ever get caught telling on my niggas. I'm a gangbanger, deadbeat father, and drug dealer. Mm. Fucking love this shit, bro. Like this shit is so vivid, and it's it's almost chilling. Um, you know the shit that he says. He says, um, "Being a real nigga never bought the groceries." Yeah, I thought that was some like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like he's got bars that are like. They're not a bar, but yeah, they're yeah, clever. Yeah. I like, know exactly what you mean. I know yeah, exactly yeah. what you mean. Like his, and he does, has a lot on this one. I'm still giving this album like a very, very good review. So yeah. like the fact that he doesn't have like a lot of those hot bars, they don't really take away from the album for me. It's just, yeah. it's just I did notice it. It's all yeah. so, but yeah. I think his his rhyme on this particular uh, song, like his rhymes are great. Okay. Um, and I think just the man just. Everything that he's he's saying, even the the gibberish that Swiss Beats is 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 yeah. is saying, it, yeah. it it all works. He, it he he's works. good as a vocal performer. Yeah, too. I know you don't always like Swiss Beats, but I I kind of like him sometimes as a vocal performer. He yeah. definitely works on this. He track. definitely works on this. Yeah, yeah. So all right, so now we get into that part, and this is the big yeah. single, right? This was the big single, and yeah. it's interesting because uh, I feel like I have a love hate relationship with this song. Go ahead. Um, I think I think it is a good song. Yeah, I think the beat is great. I think Schoolboy Q is great. Mm-hmm. I think that that last verse of Kanye West freestyling is is absolute okay, rubbish. Okay, okay, okay. Like what okay, are you? Like what are you okay. doing? <laughs> I just dropped sixty man. I feel like Kobe. So he is, so he, his second verse is cool. I feel like like I feel like I understand this right. Like yeah. if you're if you're Schoolboy Q and you're a TDE, 
at this time, Kanye is huge. Yeah. I think that was this the Lack time of frame Pablo when, comes out. I think right before. I think well, no, that's fifteen, right? But but yeah. this year it was the year when he was putting them seven song albums. Yeah, out, right? and it was a it was a Trump summer too. Uh, okay. So it's like, yo, this dude is is everything that he's doing is viral. Yeah. So you y- you have to utilize that shit to propel yeah. your your project, and 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 it works, right? Like I think I think this song is the the biggest selling um song in Schoolboy Q's catalog, mm-hmm. right? It's either this or Hands on the Wheel. So which is from uh, Habits and Contradictions, I think. Okay. But okay. anyway, yeah. So this is like one of his biggest songs. It works. But like, yo, just, what the fuck are you doing, Kanye? Like, no, like, but the beat is good. I like everything else about it. Just I don't like Kanye. What do it's, you think? It's still a highlight for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's not one of like the better highlights, but it's mm-hmm. still a highlight for me. It is a single that I enjoy. And I said when we did the, um, who was it? Uh, YG. There's sometimes mm-hmm. like so many singles that can go either way. Yeah. This is the one that goes in the right way. Yeah. Um, and that part became vernacular. I, I agree. I think that, you know, I think that when that it part. comes when it comes to, to to tricks. Yeah. Like like that's a really good trick. And yeah. I think I think I don't know if this song made it. Like I like I think it actually was vernacular and they Oh, is that what it was? It. I think people were I saying like that saying, part. I didn't start hearing start hearing yeah. that part until this. Song. Oh, okay. But yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I think this is a really, really good trick and it really works. Yeah. It's not my favorite song on here, and I understand what they were doing. Got you. Yeah. All right. So now we got Groovy Tony slash Eddie Kane featuring Jada Kiss. When I think of this album, I think of this song. It's my highlight of highlights. Really? This song is incredible. Talk about it. Oh my God. So there's so many fucking good things to say about it. So first yeah. of all, like that baseline coming in it's like with the with the 808s however they use that and then dude, with the little dude that part well that's 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 the Eddie Kane part okay the, um the, the the beginning one okay and then um with the whatever instrument they have over top and then you have blank face yeah um so you have schoolboy Q who's got He's like chilling. two verses on here yeah and then you have Jada Kiss Saying like three man weave uh, with, with three men we know and the devil. devil. I was like, man, Jada, 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 Jada. That's my man, y'all. Jada, Jada is <laughs> is consistent. Like, so like for, for a nigga to be able to perform at that level for the greater oh, so part good. of twenty fucking thirty years, yeah. like, is incredible. There's a, re- there's a reason why Jada Kiss is in my tier one of rappers, which I think is above Redman even. Okay. That's how I have a great deal of respect for Jada Kiss. Yeah. He's like in my top fifteen MCs all time. Yeah, he's that good. The whole shit where he talks about um, going to the repast and hugging yeah. your mom, but he's got the blank face. <laughs> Look, it's not. <laughs> it's not the first time we've heard people say that. Like even yeah, he's like, yeah, uh, we, we show, like that. show up to your wake just to make sure like uh, nothing's fake, whatever, right? Um, we've heard it before, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, like. Jadakiss says he does it. He's like, I got the blank face. Right? Incorporating the blank face <laughs> yes. into that is is ill. So him him coming through on here and like just that whole like opening vibe is great. And then it yeah. transitions, yeah. right? It transitions. And then you got, I think, what is his name? Is it is it um, Jesse Rankins or whatever? I don't know who's singing on here. Um, whoever is singing this, <clears throat> it's fucking incredible. It's great. And it's an ode to, I think it's a Eddie Kane from Five Heartbeats, right? Exactly. Right. And so like the way he's singing and it's kind of like how we meet Eddie Kane yeah. when he has that one scene. But but see, that's what's incredible to me, right? Yeah. And I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. His name was Eddie King. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But then, but but he but he's like he's clearly keyed Cocaine. the fuck out. Yeah, which so is what he's talking about on this track. Exactly. That's so, so, so clever to me. All the little ad libs and all the yes. little instrumentation, the little things that they do. Um, Eddie Kane. Yeah, and then they even have like the, the even has they reference um, Hell Hath No Fury with the, the keys open doors to yeah. the something my life whatever. I think this that song, this song is yeah highlight of highlights. This song is so good. So back to my my you know highlight of the vocalists mm-hmm. right. Um, I think to be able to choose so you know this is a very dark album and a lot of it has to do with um with dr- drugs dealing and using. Um, and LA culture and you know late 80 early 90 LA culture which is what he would have grown up in what what Schoolboy Q would have grown up in we're coming out of the crack era and so you know for him to be able to choose vocalists that embody like this nigga sounds like a smoker like he sounds like a crackhead like for him to be able to choose vocalists that paint that picture with that timbre I, I love it. It's yeah. so good. So, but it's not your highlight of highlights, though. It's not. 
Okay, but it's up there though. It's a really good song. It's up there, and really, and really I love good. that blank face chance. Yeah. Blank face. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. And I love how Schoolboy Q weaves in and out of it. Yeah. It's like blank yeah. face. No, 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 His like his cadences are perfect. Oh, it's all, it's all fucking kill everybody. Fucking AK sell narcotics <laughs> and stack my dollars up to Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so now you have uh, "Know You're Wrong" featuring uh, Lance. Uh, was it Lance, Lance Skywalker? Yeah, and this a uh, Lance Skywalker, and this yeah. is the uh, we got the Alchemist joint on here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jay Pounds again. So this is um, this is I will highlight this song because yeah. I haven't highlighted the first three. Yeah, this is one of like the really really good songs I like. It's not my yeah. highlight of highlights, but it's so good. So I it's agree. a really it's a really good transition from Groovy Tony Eddie Kane to this. I agree. I love that you have like. You've got like the old school '90s vibe, um, and you even have like horns on there. Like yep. horns is very Beautiful. like 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 pre '95. Oh, okay. that, that, that kind of like Pete Rock soul, yeah. like that 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 '90s horns on there. Very very simple drums. And I looked at the producers, I was like, oh, of course it's Alchemist. Right. Of course this is Alchemist. Um, I love what he's talking about on here too. Um, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Um, you know, like uh, I'm out here like working hard, trying to do this and that, and y'all just trying to. Yeah. Uh, try to steal my shine or 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 mooch <laughs> off of uh, other success. And now you wanna now you wanna call me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, his his vocals on here as well um, are really really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a really really good in, entertaining song, mm -hmm. uh, and especially the first part. The second part is a really good transition as well. Yeah. Um, I, I love the back half of, of this song. I think for the horns again, I got to give this to Terrace Martin, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think you, you know clearly we we've listened to a lot of Alchemist over over the years, yeah. and Alchemist isn't known for his additional instrumentation. Gotcha. And so I think here Alchemist probably provides the bed. And then Jay Pounds and, and Terrace Martin are probably the ones who who stacked it. Well, let me see. Does right? this song have a sample on it? Because those those horns sound like they're sampled. Maybe. Let me see here. Uh, but do you think that Alchemist sampled them? Oh, this song doesn't have samples. So you might be right. Yeah, you might be right. I think I think this is he probably but with the keys. You could definitely tell that's Alchemist, though. You don't think so? With the keys, maybe that might be that okay. might be the sample. I don't know. Um, I don't know how the, how this was constructed, but um, but it sounds like collaborative, and it sounds like there was additional instrumentation, particularly the horns. I love how he gives space for like the track to breathe. It's Absolutely. almost like a spoken word. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So it's another really really good vocal choice from Schoolboy Q. Absolutely. Just, yeah. And the other thing I'll say about it is that um, I think that this is you know you talk about how great albums have good filler, mm -hmm. and this is clearly filler, right? Yeah. But it's like I it's guess. solid filler, right? This is one, like, this one like, of my this is one of my favorite one of my favorite tracks on the album. It's it, it's just so good in the run. Yeah. But like if I were to make a playlist, yeah. I would not choose this song on any of my playlists. However, I, this this song is is, is really good, and and I really like Lance Skywalker, and I like all okay. the different things that Lance Skywalker does, like that part at the end of. Words can express what you do for me, and he's he's like weaving in and out of the baseline, and the baseline's going doom 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 doom, and then and then um, when Schoolboy Q comes back, uh, girl, jump in my bank account, and they're like going on top of each other, him and him and uh, and Skywalker. I really really like this. I love when they transition to that. This the opening synth for that is like the Cool and the Gang Summer Madness. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking and about. Then, and then again, you're giving me more electric guitars here too. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, really, really good really song. Really well done. Really, really good yep. song. Uh, so now you have, we're going into Ride Out featuring Vince Staples. Yeah. Uh, this song has been stuck in my head. And that's a good thing. Really? Yeah, I like this track. T talk about it. So it's not one of like the really, really good songs on here, but it's still a highlight for me. Mm -hmm. Every album could use with a good kind of like simple anthem yeah it still has a lot of good musical components to it so you've got like instruments that sound like they should be like like tubas they're not tubas mm. but they sound like they're synthetic but yeah, they still sound yep. like they, they could synth, be that synth brass um and i i like the hook the ride out get 
Smoke like it's so simple, but it's yeah. just it just kind of sticks with you. I think Vince Staples is a, is a good choice on the feature. Yeah, I think Schoolboy Q sounds great. Now yeah. again, it's not one of like the better songs on here, but it's still a highlight for me. I okay. I fucks with this shit. Yeah, this isn't a highlight for okay. me. Um, I don't I don't dislike it though. I think it's fine. Yeah. It really sounds like like Vince Staples music to me, and I, I got he's not my favorite artist, but okay. he's he's fine. But my favorite thing about this whole song is that he shouts out Trey D because oh, okay. I feel like OG Trey D just doesn't get shouted out enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's from Long Beach, so you know he knows about all the Long Beach gangsters, whether it's Snoop and the people in Snoop's orbit. So you gotcha. know Trey D, but he says um, something like the beach ain't been this G since Tracy D and DPG or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I really like I liked his you know Ramona Park shit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think maybe this is, might be the song that I just relate to the least. Okay. Uh, on here, and I, I mean, I that makes, this is this is gangsters. We going to we going to ride on these niggas. I don't I don't know what that that feels like, and maybe sure. that's part of why I like this track. I don't really, you know. Well, for it me, doesn't gel with me all the way. In the run of the first fifteen songs, yeah. I think that this is very well. I think that this song helps stitch the rest of the album together. I, I mean, again, you're, you're featuring more electrical t- guitars on here yes. as well. And I think that with you're giving me like a, a bass palette throughout, but you're also yeah. it's also going in different places. Yeah. And so this is one of those songs that kind of stands out, but not too much. Yeah. Um, and I think, like I said, I think it just helps stitch everything together. So for, it's good. For me, the first seven are kind of a run. Okay. And so and, and this, this doesn't that first seven. And this doesn't break the run. Yeah, like it, yeah, it still yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Um it's it's probably my least favorite song in the seven. Okay. But but it still works. Got you. Yeah. Uh so now we get into whatever you want featuring Candace Pillay. Is that even the same name? I guess. I didn't I wasn't familiar with her. Okay. Yeah. Um so when we did the Christian OJ album, there was a track on there that he did with some pop artist. Um Oh yeah. Uh but it get better. Was it like we're done or whatever? Was that we're the name done. Of the song? That's what it's called. Yeah, I didn't like that song. Yeah, right. And you were saying, well, at the time they were like collabing with pop artists, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like this, this is, is what that song should have sounded like. Okay, like this is a song that is like has a lot of pop elements, even though there's there's actually too much nuance, I think, for the radio. Okay, um, in yeah, terms of sure. the musicality of the song, for but sure. it has like kind of that like pop vibe. Like I think mm. that if you were just to take this song in a vacuum, you'd be like, oh. Whatever song that project is on, I'm not going to like that yep. project. Yep, absolutely. But within this project, it absolutely works. Mm-hmm. Again, you're kind of breaking up something without really breaking it up. Yep. You're just kind of like, like, there's songs on here when we get to the end, and I'll, and I'll touch on that. Um, but like, if the, the if the entire album sounded like that, I wouldn't like the album. Yep. And so, but this is a this is a song that I think is just I don't know I like it. It's 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 a highlight for me. Yeah, when I heard the album, I did not like this song initially. Gotcha. Um, I, th- but this is the collard greens of the album. Okay. And you you remember the song Collard Greens? Um, oh, luxury. Ching, yeah, yeah, ching, yeah, yeah, yeah. ching, goodbyeing with the with Kendrick. So right. Yeah, so that's not, that's, who is that? That's not um. That's Schoolboy Q and, and Kendrick. Oh yeah. That's a good yeah, song. that was on yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the previous album. That's or, a good song. Yeah. But, but yeah. So when I heard Collard Greens, I actually did not like that song. Um, oh, it's clearly song. the the girl song of the of the album, and this yeah. is this is one of the girl songs mm-hmm. of this album. But what I what I I guess I told myself when I went back and listened again, right? If you put yourself in the mode of this album, <clears throat> you're a gangster from Hoover Street. Okay. And like, this is the balance. In the same way that I like a nightmares on on a uh, um, clips album, you know, because it talks about okay, I'm this super hyper gangster, but then also, you know, I'm paranoid, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're this gangster from Hoover Street, at some point you're gonna chill with a girl. Yeah. And so like, if you if you did ride out, which ride out, you're, you is one of two things. Either one, we're going to get some niggas that we got beef with yeah. and we're killing them. Or two, we're going to pull a jukes, right? We're going yeah. to rob somebody. We're going to take something. So we've taken something and now we're up. Mm-hmm. So now if I'm up, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna lace my bitch like right. that. Like you know what I'm saying? So it just it makes sense from the from telling the story. Yeah. And so like the fact that like he's telling his girl like whatever you, whatever want, you want, yeah, you got it. Like she's saying we don't need it. Her. I just want I just want to love you. Yeah. And he's like yeah, whatever you want. Like I just love it. And I I think like you said, this feels like it's like, you know, we, we're taking a pop aesthetic. Yeah. But instead of going into a pop aesthetics world like yeah. what you were saying that Wiz did, Wiz yeah. left his world yeah. to go to the pop. Exactly. This is take the pop artists and bring them into my deep dark world yeah. with with electric guitars yeah. and and driving bass lines mm-hmm. and I mean it just fucking works. Like yeah. I, I think that this actually really worked. Yeah. 
Um, so is it a hot eye for you? Yeah, it's a retro so, retroactive hot eye. Got you, got you. Yeah. Um, then we get into uh, By Any Means. Mm-hmm. And this is one of my, this is one of the songs on the album that I really, really like. Really? Yeah, you can fuck my bitch, you can have my hoe. Oh, yeah. Um, Get yours, get, get yours, get, get yours. By any means. Like, yeah, I think the, the reason why I love this song so much is because uh, vocally, it's a, it's such a standout. Like, like, okay, you can fuck my bitch, you can have my hoe. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds different from get yours, get yours, get yours, which sounds different from by, by any means. And then uh, I forget what he's saying now. Yeah. I don't know all the lyrics, but like the you have so many different like cadences, they're and all vocal just timbers, yeah. but they they all work collectively together. Yeah, and I think that's very very clever um, production or okay. or arrangement, if yeah, you will, yeah, to, yeah. to do it that way. Um, Q is yeah. good at that. The, the 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 chorus and the post chorus uh, that's what that's how it's listed as on the genius on the lyrics um, oh. is really good and I think that like yeah at this point in the album is where I'm really starting to understand like Schoolboy Q's like versatility as a vocalist yeah. um, so you know and and this is the track where Kendrick is on here but he doesn't have a verse so his voice is just as an accessory which I like so all mm-hmm. these things I thought were very very cleverly done yeah. this is one of my like. Yeah, this is one of like my go-to tracks on the album. That's interesting. I I called this song fill, filler. Okay. Um, I don't think that it's b- bad filler or good filler. I think it's fine. Gotcha. I think I am though impressed by what you were saying, which mm-hmm. is the 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 different the different. It's almost like everything he says on this song is a, a hook. Yeah. Like it's just a yeah. bunch of different hooks, just all strung together. They all sound good. And though. and it works. Yeah. Um. I I, I said though that I I really like some of the, his particular lines in here though the, some of the things that he says and again it's like it's that he's not he's not a bartition but he'll say things that are clever that like stand out to you so one of the things that he says is um you can do clown dance i'm gonna rob that store yeah which made me laugh really hard because growing up so i don't have you heard seen the movie rise or heard of the movie rise i think so remember everybody was doing the crump dance back yeah, in the day that yeah. was from la yeah, that was yeah, la yeah. dance and so growing up uh tommy the clown was this dude who was like would dress up like a clown and and you know they, they uh, do these okay. dances and and the kids in la would 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 crump dance they would uh-huh. do the dan- these dances and they would they would do battles and they, they would slang these tommy the clown tapes that was just something to, for la culture yeah. So you know he basically um, clowning me and my homies because it's like you know he's like uh, you uh, you like if you like a nerd you can you can go you know do dances with your friends or go to school or whatever but I'm on this street path and like yeah. I feel like that that really just resonated with me because I feel like growing up it was almost kind of there was like two different paths yeah either you was trying to be about the street life or you was not trying to be about the street life mm-hmm. and I'm clearly on in the left path but you know he's saying you can dress up like a clown or dance like the do the clown dance. I'm gonna rob that store. I like that a lot. And then um I feel like he said something else that like I, I felt like I, it really resonated from the perspective of like talking about his path in terms of the LA life. So gotcha. Yeah, but th- this song is just fine to me. Okay. Well, what about the uh, dope dealer featuring E40? So I really didn't like this song when I when I first I when that. I first heard the album. I can see but that. now I really like it. I like and I feel that. like it really, really works. It's not yeah. one of the better songs on the album for me, but mm-hmm. it's 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 a highlight for me as well. I love the beat. Yeah. Um good. yeah, I, I, think I, I really is, um, is Metro Boomin. Oh, this is Metro. Metro oh, Boomin and Southside together. Tyler's on Big Body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But we can okay. talk about that when we uh, get there. But uh but yeah, um I really, really like this hook. Yeah. Brown living like a motherfucker. Dope dealer, nigga. Nah, nah. This, the bounce is just perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where the homies with it on I'm a broke dealer. I just like that shit a lot. So, yeah. This this joint actually really works. The the flow and the transition from the last song. Yeah. And then E40, I feel like I also kind of have a love-hate relationship with. I do too. Growing I, up, I, it's hard not to. Yeah, growing up, I did not really like E40, but like I've so grown to, to love him so as how, how unique he is. And, and he really works here. He's so E40. Yeah. He's yeah. only Unapo- himself. Unapologetically E40. For sure. So, um, look, this song, is, it's modern with the old school flow and bounce, which I like. Yeah. Um, E40 is interesting because his choice of cadence is not what I would have chosen, mm-hmm. but it's also very entertaining the way like he raps a bar and then he kind of pauses and he has like this little yeah. ad-lib response yeah, yeah. at the end. Simon Domino's. Like, he and Domino's. <laughs> it's, so, it's so entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like it, it's like, it's not what I would have done and it doesn't necessarily immediately go with the beat, but like it's also very entertaining. Yeah, I like so, his little Domino's thing because he had yeah. three bars where where his ad lib was. He was like, 
slamming dominoes, eating dominoes. Yeah. It's like dominoes. <laughs> um, then we get into uh, John Muir. And this yeah. is his middle school, elementary school, high school. What is this? I think it is one of his schools. Yeah. All right. This is one of the better this tracks one. on the album. I love this song. This, this, yeah. this, this was almost my highlight of highlights. Okay. I fucking love this song. Um, yeah. So the... I learned what Bellin was. Oh yeah, which is really cool. Bellin through the motherfucking streets. Street. Oh yeah, that's a, everybody talking LA. Look, this is a, another like throwback, throwback esque track, um, mm -hmm. which is really really good. But you have you have like kind of callbacks to do two different producers. Obviously, um, there's like the the RZA element a little bit, um, but then like the hook, you kind of got this like laid back kind of like Jermaine Dupree ish vibe. Like uh, funk, like functified vibe, like the brat okay. kind of. Okay. It's, it's just kind of like chilling there, like a, like an early '90s um, kind of vibe that they're going through. So you've got like throwbacks to, to two different sounds that I really really like, but it's still modern. Um, yeah. And then you, you even give me like DJ scratches on here as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So give me all of that. Give me all of that. I'm, I'm here for it. it. I think this is another track that has great horn uh, yeah. horns, which yeah. we talked about. Um, but man, I just love this song. This song to me. Sounds like what being a young kid in Southern California feels okay. like. Like, I feel like I was like transported back to, and it's funny because there's a video for this song. Yep. I don't know if you've seen it, but mm -hmm. to me, it's, I didn't it's, watch any videos. It might be his most creative video, and he has many creative videos. Um, okay. But um, so what this song sounds like to me is being a kid on my bike in Southern California. Word, okay. Um, and, you know, just riding through the streets, just finding trouble to get into. I feel like, you know, I was, I, I saw some meme that made me laugh the other day and it was like, you know, in our era, we were outside and the meme said something like, if our parents knew where we went on our bikes as kids, they would like, they would be like, <laughs> like frightened, right? Uh, you know, because yeah. it's like, our bicycles just gave us this ability to really, really branch out. Yeah. And there were times, at least in the 90s, where like your parents would just leave you to your own devices with your friends. Yeah. And you ride off on your bike. And God knows, you know, as long as you are back by the by the time streetlight was on, God knows where you went and what you did. Were these neighborhoods you weren't supposed to be going to? Yes, many times. For, for us, it was <laughs> like I lived, grew up in the suburbs, so we grew up like around woods. Okay. So it was like woods and cliffs and like creeks and shit that we yeah. probably should not have been going through with our bikes. Okay. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Different, oh, different, man. different kind of danger. Yeah. No, it was all <laughs> bad. And like you know, in some cases, you know, you're riding your bikes and you go to a neighborhood. It it, it might be something where the homie is like, "Yo, let's 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 roll over here real quick," and you go somewhere and somebody see somebody that 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 they don't like or mm -hmm. or somebody see somebody in your group that they don't like and yeah. then you know you fight or we go somewhere and we're and we're hanging out and then you know a cop car roll up and then everybody you know takes off in every direction because when we were growing up the cops would try to jam you up gotcha. they try to grab you and try to get you to tell on somebody or whatever so whether you did something wrong or not you was gone if you see see the see the cops so we just was always like you but it was just random shit. so anyway this song sounds like that and um the video which i thought was super creative it's um so they they set up like a camera rig outside of a car, like on the outside of a car. And okay. the car just looks like just a regular beat up ass car that you see in LA. And so, you know, uh, a dude walks in, he gets into the car and then they're riding around and then they go, they rob somebody. The shit goes, goes left. He shoots the person and they run, they take the shit and they, they go and they jump in the car. And then you see, you see the, the thing going around and then you see them hanging out, they're hanging out, they get some food, they're eating, you know, like, so it's just like, a, a day and night in LA. And gotcha. it's just like all these different things, but it's all this car. And, you know, by the end of it, um, some niggas see them, rob them, kill them, and then come get all the shit that they got out of the car and pull off. <laughs> then a, then the police come, it becomes a crime scene. And this is all happening in, in, in time lapse. So it's like fast. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the, the police come, then they look, then you see, um, after the police have already, you know, got all the clues and everything, at the very end, the um, the the tow truck comes, and then the tow truck boosts up this car, and then you see the and this the camera rig is still on there, and then you see the car being being towed away by this this um, you know, uh, what you call it, tow truck. Mm. But it's just just really really vivid and really interesting, but an interesting play also on my experience as a kid who was not in the street life at all 
But hearing belling through the motherfucking street, y'all, and what that means to me, what that means to you, and then what that means to schoolboy Q, mm-hmm. who's talking about, you know, this kind of street life and what belling through the streets look like for them. So I, I just, I really, really fascinating. Uh, I think if you have a chance, definitely check that oh, out. I'm going to check out the video. Yeah, Sounds dope. Um, so now we get into Big Body featuring... Oh, the, one oh, more thing I want to say about that track. I'm sorry. Is that Miguel's voice? In love we go. Hey, oh, I don't know. Our pride we show. Banning through the motherfucking street. I don't know. Show. I think that's Miguel. When I when I looked it up in the on the on the lyrics, I didn't see his name as uh, on the hook, but maybe. Oh, Adrian Young. No, that's that would be maybe part of the the, the sound production. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know. Interesting. Anyway, next record. So now we have Big Body featuring the Dog Pound. Big uh, Body, Big Ben. With the Tyler, the creator. If the I beat. had to choose a track low light, this would be my track low light. This is actually one of the better tracks on the album for me. Really? What's he, what do you I, about I think that the Dog Pound are a good feature. And it's mostly yes. Daz Dillinger. Yeah, Daz. But um, you know how I feel about Daz Dillinger yep. as a vocal performer. Yep. So I think he works on this beat. Uh-huh. It's kind of like light, playful, silly. But it's also kind of interesting. It gives me kind of that like... George Clinton Pete okay. Parliament vibe okay. to it. Yeah. Um like the MAGA brain-ish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just it's a it's just a really good feature. It's a really good collaboration for them. Um okay. big body, big beans. Like yeah. again, it's like it's it works on here. It 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 helps it helps make it so that this, this album doesn't have any kind of monotony. Yeah. Um, and it just works with the vibe and the run. It's just a really good, really good track. So yeah, I think um, our our opinions differ on this one. I, 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 I was fun. I would say uh, I really think that this beat is bad. Oh gotcha. Um, dum, dum, da, da, dum, da, dum, da. It's just like uh, it's and then and then it's almost like he's j- joking with the way like his his like big buddy big beans and then it it's just like it's just like. Yeah, it is catchy. Um, I do like Daz on here. Yeah, like the dog um, pound on here is great. Yeah, but I, I don't like this song. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Um, so now we're getting to Never Change featuring SZA. Absolutely love this song. I go back <laughs> and forth on this. Ah, is it one of the better tracks? It's definitely a highlight for me. I'm trying to figure out if it's like one of the better tracks for me. This is my top one in my top three. So I do like... The way the song starts, like that little oh, like so the instrumentation there. Yes. I think Q doesn't really shine on this song for me. Oh, yeah. But SZA, who I'm not the biggest fan of, is really good on here. SZA's great on this song. Yeah. Um. So maybe it should be one of the better tracks for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I don't think that Quincy necessarily shines. Like he's not like better than everything else going on. But everything makes this perfect gumbo pot of like. And like you said, like I love the way this song starts. Right. So it's like. And this I talked about Dahi on on the YG episode, right? But yeah. like I love how Dahi will like choose these like just weird sounds and like and like spin them in weird ways and then make that the foundation of the song. Mm-hmm. So clearly you can hear that this is probably like a vocal sample that has been turned backwards. So it's like ah, it creates this like weird like atmosphere. Ah, and then they build instrumentation on top of that. And then the bass line just comes in. Thank God for the game. Mm-hmm. My TV screen off the chain. <laughs> My bitchy off the chain. Like he just, like, he, I like the way he performs is so perfect. That's true. The, the, yeah, he's so measured. Um, and SZA sounds amazing. I did say that his ability to find the perfect vocal performance on these tracks is continually impressive. Yeah. Um, so he does switch it up again on here, which is cool. Yeah. I do like that there's almost like this little like, it's very subtle. It's like it's like a little whistle. It's not it's not a whistle, but it's kind of like a G funk era whistle. Okay. It's in the background, like on the chorus, as she's singing. Mm. I don't know what the instrument is, so okay. I'm calling it a whistle. But mm-hmm. it, it sounds like that early kind of '90s, like that. Um, Death Row used to do it a lot. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Uh, that little that little that little whistle in okay. there. Um, her, really her voice sounds great. Her hook is great. Too. Her, her hook um, is really mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even know what she's saying, but it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's designed that way. When I was reading yeah. the lyrics, I was like, "Oh, she's singing in a way so that you don't actually know exactly." What I haven't she's listened to her new album, but that's SZA though. Like she sings in wingdings. Like yeah, she she's it's a language that I don't understand. I can't do an entire album with SZA. I don't yeah. I don't understand her the way. Uh, I like her as a as a. Featured artist. Yeah, I don't, I, I can't do entire SZA projects. I agree. I agree. Yeah. 
Um, now we get into straight balling. Straight balling like a bitch. This is the weakest highlight on the album. So still okay. highlight. Okay. It's just the weakest one for me. I consider this a, a filler song, okay. but I like it. Um, yeah. And I want to say that I think that this is another song like Eddie Kane, where it's yeah. like you chose a, a vocalist yes. that really, really fit what you're trying to talk about. So this is Jesse Rankins. Um, okay. So I don't know who the vocal is on the Eddie, Eddie Kane joint, yeah. but this is Jesse Rankins. And I said that, uh, what I say? Um, his contribution to this track is essential. Yeah. Um, the way the track, it still continues to build. It's so cohesive with the, with the rest of the album. Yeah. Um, I feel like Kendrick really could have contributed to this song. Oh, yeah. He would kill this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, though, the thing that's amazing to me about this, right? Because you talk about how, like, how they pace the album and it's so varied that you don't get bored. Yeah. This is, like, this chaotic string arrangement. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. It's, like, it's kind of chaotic. And then the drums are what give you the pocket. Yeah. And then Q finds these kind of perfect pockets in it. Yeah. And then he's he he gets this perfect he gets this perfect vocalist. The vocalist that sounds like yeah. a smoker. Yeah. That like you know picture me rolling like it just yeah. it's just oh it's just so perfect. And then yeah, that's a tribute to the all eyes on me, right? Right. And then Q has this bar. Um, he says. The teachers ain't teachers. The judge taught us numbers. I thought that was oh, fucking real as shit. Like, you know, yeah. I just, oh man, he just paints such an ill picture of like where he's from. Yeah. Um. So that's that's another highlight for me. Yeah. Then we get into Black Thoughts. Yeah. And this is one of this is one of the better tracks for me. This is my highlight of highlights. This is your highlight of highlights. Yeah. It's a really yeah. really good one. Um. I love the spoken word vibe. Yeah. It's it's it almost. It has a tempo of a drum and bass song mm-hmm. without actually having like the drum and bass like actual cadence in there. Yeah. But it it does have the drum choices that are used are yes. drum and bass yes. drums, just yes. not set in the drum and bass tempo. Even uh-huh. though the, the tempo of the song is a drum and bass. Yeah. Um, but it, it gives me that that vibe to like the early 70s acid jazz, yes. kind of spoken yes. word vibe to it. That bass line built on yeah. there is crazy. The joke's on you, motherfucker. motherfucker. That, whoo, that Yo, but, great. But, this, is, this was almost my highlight. This is my highlight of highlights. But the, the, the thing that I love the most about it, which is random because it's not even musical, is the the monologue at the beginning. Yeah. Where, yeah. where oh boy, like, yeah, I good. really, really feel like he's describing, like, what our childhood was. So, you okay. know what I mean? Like, where he, so he ta- he's talking about how, like, they come from Figaro, which I, you know, I lived on. I lived on a, a street that was also like this, but Figaro, like, the, the, like off of where they're from, that's the hostro. Like that's mm. well, the well known where you go to get prostitutes. Mm. And so, like he's saying, you know, like we come from a place that's like well renowned and known to be desolate, yeah. and somehow we, you know, had to to figure it out, and we did. Yeah. And he says, you know, he said, you know, you got a mama telling you something, you got a daddy telling you something. Your mama's on the county, right? So your your mom's on welfare. She's she's just going. She's just trying to survive. Your dad's on drugs. He's coming from around the corner, getting high yeah. off the hair on, and like somehow, like you have to take the nuggets of intellect or whatever from your surroundings and decide what's going to work for you and what's yeah. not going to work for you, and still make a way. Mm. Like I feel like that monologue is incredible, and like. And then to come off that with the music, yeah. oh my gosh, it's just so good. This song is so good. I love that the that little spoken part, um, the monologue comes at the beginning of this song versus the end of the last song. Yeah. Typically when we do these, we like it when they come at the end. Yeah. It actually works better that it comes at the start yes. of the song. Because yeah. um, you, you do need to listen to it for everything to, to kind of come together. But um, yeah, this is a really good song. It was almost my highlight of highlights, but this is definitely one of the better tracks on the album. And I like how he trolled us on this joint. How so? So he tro- he trolls us because at the time, like you said, uh, Kanye's wearing a MAGA hat. Oh. And he says, um, real nigga shit, uh, all lives matter, both sides. Oh, yeah. And when but he I said thought he was that, talking about Bloods and Crips. He was. Okay, okay. But when okay. he said that, like, like he went on Breakfast Club and and Charlemagne was like, "Why'd you say All Lives Matter on your on your on your album?" He's like, "Bro, like you have to actually listen to what I'm talking about, yeah. you know." But I feel like he did that on purpose, probably. Uh, and and I, I I liked that troll, but uh, but he says before he says that he says, "It took a blood to give me Pringle chips," yeah, yeah, which is like, yo, you know, top top dog TDE is a blood label, but then he's like this crip, um, and and I love how, I think, while he's a Hoover Crip, and he talks about it a lot in his music. 
on this album, I feel like he tones his specific set back okay. a lot. Um, and so this is like where you hear it, but you hear it in a way that's not like, you're not celebrating it. Okay. So now we get into Blank Face featuring Anderson Park. Yeah. And this is my last highlight on the album. And this is also another really, really good one yeah. as well. Because we got the, the sound bed from the opening track. It's on here. Yeah. And Anderson Park is killing it. He's amazing. Like, in fact, this this feels like Anderson Park's song. It does not feel like Schoolboy Q song because he's, he, he's on there and you hear him. But I mean, it's... It's really just it's really just Anderson Pac uh, yeah. doing amazing things, and I feel like he was channeling his. Uh, oh, Pac and Soundwave, the producer, mm-hmm. are channeling their inner Curtis Mayfield okay. for this. Um, those were my thoughts, and then I said, "Oh yeah, Q does a smart thing by re- by relinquishing the track to Pac." Yeah, yeah, he just like he, shine on it. He says something about like um, my my daughter don't want the money; she want me there. Or yeah. something like that. Like, there's just, yo, this shit yo, is incredible. I, I don't know how our friend doesn't, I just don't get how he doesn't like Anderson Park. I just don't get yeah. it. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Anderson sure. Park is amazing. Traded the noise for a piece of divine. Yeah. It's so real. Like, yo, this shit is just great. Yeah. So this good. shit is just excellent. Yo. Yeah. I, I don't even have words for it. It's so good. Yeah. So this is my bookend to the album so the mm-hmm. the other two tracks they're not lowlights but they're not they're not highlights they're fine but okay. let's talk about them so yeah. Overtime featuring Miguel and Justin Justine Sky Justin yeah, Sky Justine, Justine Sky. Sky is this a highlight for you? that's a lowlight for me okay um, so for me um, it it works but really this feels like a Kendrick Lamar song and this okay, kind of okay, feels yeah. like I feel like this song um this song sounds like a lot of those like R&B slash hip hop slash yeah. songs from the time era that yeah. I don't like any of them, but yeah, they're right. all over music. Yeah. And I don't think it belongs on this album. I think it takes away from it. And yeah. so like when I say like song length is mm-hmm. a low light, I would have taken this song off. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, this is the song that he got in trouble for because- Oh, is that right? Yeah. So he, this was the, I think this was the first single. Um, they put it out. So he had a song that was, that was like similar cast, like him and Miguel previously that worked. Yeah. And so he clearly tried to duplicate that success. And they put this out as a single and it flopped. And then he did an interview and they asked him about his album or something like that. And he was like, yeah, I shouldn't have put out that whack ass Miguel shit or whatever. And then he, but he was joking. Like, that's his, his sense of humor. Yeah. And then like people went to Miguel like, yo, you did this dude a solid and he like he's dissing you or whatever. And he's dissing your song. But I think Q knows that this song also did not work. Like, I don't think this song does much. Does the next song work for you? It does. So it's cool. I think had you had I not known anything about Schoolboy Q and you're like, oh, we're gonna listen to a Schoolboy Q album, I would have thought that it would have been a, an album full of this last song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, yeah. but it's also like why sometimes I listen to some of these projects and I'm just like, I don't understand like how y'all can sit through this. And this is not you. <laughs> it's not you, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is like this is like um like one of my coworkers, uh, this white kid actually like loves like Chief Keith. It's like I don't mm-hmm. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, like track three sounds the same as track ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe I just don't understand how they sound different. That's yeah. fine. But I'm like, you really gotta try hard. But I think the thing for this is that, like the, the base of the, the structure of this beat is fine. But every other beat on this album carries and builds and transitions yeah, yeah, yeah. and has all this other stuff. This doesn't do that. Uh-huh. So instead, you get a, a good verse from Q. Mm-hmm. I like his verse. Um, I like TF because he reminds me of Easy E. Right? <laughs> yeah, like but Traffic, the second verse, I yeah. could have done without it. And I think those are like those are like his boys. Yeah. So I get it. Yep. But they don't really sound all that great. And I think after Overtime, when hearing yeah. this song, I'm yeah. like, I just didn't need this. So maybe it maybe if you took this song and you put it elsewhere in the album and you did and you enhanced it like you enhanced every other track, yeah. it would have been fine. As it is right now, it's, it's fine, but it's not a highlight. Yeah. I don't entirely disagree um with its placement. However, I think, you know, so so there's videos for this album and the videos tell a story. Okay. Um and very similar to the YG album that we <clears throat> that we listened to, the story ends up in jail, yeah. right? And so this song is a jailed nigga story, okay. right? And so it makes sense why it, it bookends based on how the story that they're okay. trying to tell. Um, where, you know, I mean, I think essentially he's saying we're going to end up dead or in jail and then this is the last song, right? Um, the, the thing that I love about this, and I think I probably would have put it somewhere in the middle just because of what, what he was doing. But I love when 
I love when people who are from the block or say they're from the block just introduce us to their homies that like, yeah. this is my homie that will never be a yeah. famous rapper because he's yeah. not that good. Yeah. But he's my homie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, I feel like this is that song, yeah, right? I, so I like, totally, I totally you, understood when, it. When you hear Traffic, you're like, okay, I will never listen to a Traffic <laughs> album. Ever, ever, ever. No diss to you, Traffic. You, you seem like a really cool guy, but... I'm never gonna listen to, it, but yeah. you, you hear his voice on a lot of TDE stuff because he's oh, he's okay. their homies, like he's he's one of the homies. When they say the little homies, this is what he probably one of the dudes that they're talking about. Um, gotcha. But I do love the the fact that like he has his homies on there, yeah. um, and I think that this is them talking about their set, right? They're yeah. all from Fifty Two Hoover, um, and you know they're basically saying we're doing this gang shit. But we're gonna end up dead or in jail, and mm. it's two other dudes that are in the set that are also, yeah. you know, co-signing that. So I, I you know, I, it, it works for me. I got you. I think yeah. musically, I would have preferred Blank Face to be the last track on the album. Yeah. Um, musically, I think that makes for a tighter project. But yeah, nevertheless, I, like I, I understood I, what was going on here. I didn't dislike the song. I think my least favorite song on the album is Overtime. Yeah, me too. Um, actually, yeah. no, my least favorite is is, is probably Big, Big Body. Big Ben. I like but that. Then, I like that. Jane. But then Overtime would be second. And Overtime, it's not a bad, it's not a bad song. song. It's not a bad song. It's just not a good song. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's too many other songs that sound just like it. I agree. So. Yeah. Um, but look, we already gave you my score, and so just to yeah. just to recap again, uh, musically this this album is is a five out of five. Yeah. I think if I were rating this for all of the, like the vintage albums that I would rate, like so for example, like the source gave people's instinctive travels like five mics. To me, that's not a five mic album. Mm -hmm. Not when you have Midnight Marauders and Low End Theory are five mic albums. Mm -hmm. People's instinctive travels is not, mm -hmm. but they gave it that. So from that perspective, this is a five mic album. Yeah. How I would rate it, vintage. Uh, Compared Among to everything. all the yeah. the great albums, this is a four and a half out of five for sure. I agree but, with both of those ratings. But in the but in the modern scheme of things, so like post like, you know, two thousand and nine, ten, whatever. This mm. is the five out of five for hey. me. This I enjoy this album more than Damn. Okay. I enjoy this album more than Pretty Girls Like Trap Music, which is mm. not not saying a great deal for you, but you know I love that album. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. better than that. This is better than this might. I think I might enjoy this album more than to Pimp a Butterfly. So you get um, what I'm saying when I say that he is my favorite studio this, album this, artist. This, in, in this is TV. this is head because you like this better than the Absol album, right? Oh hell yeah! yeah this yeah, this yeah. I think I might like this better than the the, the Big Steppers joint. Like I'm willing to give this episode a tribute. That's how much <laughs> I like this album. This album's incredible. That's what's up. So shout out to Schoolboy Q yeah. and thank you Yinka for this is the <laughs> best album you've ever put me up on hands down. Oh wow! Not even close. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is better than the Blue Q. and Exile. Well, Blue and Exile wasn't really a put you up, but yeah. this is better than that. This is this album is this album is great album. Chef's Kiss can say none of us are this. So good. Like I said, when when we were doing this, I'm like, I respect I respect <laughs> your ear enough to know that you're not gonna come in here and say that this isn't great because it's yeah. Great. All right, well, yeah. Uh, unless you have any other closing thoughts, nope. All right, that should wrap it up for our put you up slash tribute to Blank Face LP from Schoolboy Q. Peace. Shout Peace. to the Hoovers.